Welcome to Just Think, the podcast. The podcast where we don't want to tell you what to think. We just want to encourage you to do it. We are three friends that came from across the political spectrum who were tired of partisan politics and were alarmed at what we saw happening in our country, including the growing political divide. But we found as we challenged ourselves to recognize our own biases, to put them aside, we were absolutely united in our pursuit for the truth. And that's why we started this podcast to share the conversations we were having around that pursuit and to invite you into our conversation. To encourage you to feel free to ask questions. Search for the answers yourself to say what you think. That's right, because as we like to say, diversity of thought, ideas, and beliefs are welcome here. Asshats are not. (laughs) (laughs) All are welcome as long as you just think. Well, hey, hey. We in a studio now. I know. We're fancy today. Shout out to And hopefully from now from now on. (laughs) Seriously though, shout out to the Big Talker 106.7 in Wilmington, North Carolina for um, being collaborators in the mission, right? To have these conversations, to have the freedom to have these conversations. And um, we got a lot to converse about this week. Yes. And this is all possible because (laughs) of all of you that have listened to our podcast. I've shared it with your friends. Um, We never expected, honestly, that this would take off like it has. Um, But I guess we're finding out that more and more people are, you know, searching for what we're searching for. And the more of you guys that like it and share it and want to hear it, then, you know, this is where we end up. So it's really awesome. Well, like we always say, you know, you can go get information from your typical, the news sources we trusted for years, all of them, right? The mainstream sources that you can go find uh, information there, but there's a lot of information you won't find there. And mm-hmm. I think we started having more conversations about that, and we continue to have more conversations around the things that aren't so visible, but yet we were finding were absolutely true, wondering why they weren't covering it. And uh, so this weekend, girls, <laughs> I was, uh, I'm a big NC State fan, graduated from North Carolina State University, husband to two, dad, you know, it's family tradition, son just graduated from there. So we went to the football game. It's a big one. It was a big one. Beat Clemson <laughs> in overtime. It was awesome. And we stormed the field. And as I'm dancing in the middle of Carter-Finley Stadium with 55,000 other people, <laughs> my first thought was, ooh, where's this going to go Whoa. on TV? Like, you know, not a mask in sight. You're outdoors. Not a yeah. mask in sight. And, you know, I started thinking, like, and then I think I saw some article that said something about the CDC saying outdoor sporting events were not proven to be super spreaders. And I was thinking, Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think we've been saying for a while there wasn't a lot of evidence that this was getting spread outdoors. Um, Didn't they say riots and protests? Yeah. uh, Yeah. Remember the riots and protests? I do remember that. They were Uh not super spreaders for sure. For sure. (laughs) And yeah. And then we saw the Lollapalooza festival that was like ginormous people. But I think it was outside, right? It was outside. Okay. So I'm having this thought in my head. Like, all right, here we are. I'm I'm on video. I'm on camera. My son's okay. I mean, we are packed like sardines on this field and in the stadium. And, um, you know, we're all well. So, uh, but here's, but here's the thing. Sports has been a big topic of conversation this week. Mm -hmm. As we're gearing up back, going back, we've got the NFL, NCAA sports, and certainly we, you know, have the NBA getting ready to kick off. And there's been a lot of conversation. The NBA has not enforced a mandate and the players union is against that that, that mandate. You can see it on ESPN. And then we caught wind of some players who were speaking out. Now, we did not catch wind of this Mm-mm. on mainstream. Nope. No. And I think it's hilarious that all these press conferences are, uh, we're not talking about, you know. Sports. Sports. <laughs> we're talking about, hey, are you going to get the vaccine? Why aren't you getting the vaccine? What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, it's just, this is where we are. Clearly. We don't. Yep. Yep. It's, are you, are you going to get the vaccine? And particularly from some players who've already had COVID, which was interesting, right? Mm -hmm. So the latest science showing that if you have had COVID, your antibodies, well, the study out of Israel said it was stronger, right? Mm -hmm. You'd have the strongest um, defense against this this disease if you got it. And then, so the question is, what are we, why are we trying to vaccinate well people? And I think we've had a lot of, or people who've already had it and recovered, they've already got the antibodies. And we've also had this conversation. Where's the conversation on natural immunity, right? So along those lines, uh, why don't we do this, Joe? We have a producer now, Joe. He's Ooh, big. Woo! We're so Fancy. thankful for Joe. <laughs> Joe knows what he's doing. We do not. Yes. Um, so Joe, that uh, Bradley Beal 
uh, segment. Can you play that back for the listeners so they can hear what we're talking about? Every player, every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from, like, that's funny that, oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. It doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID, right? So everybody, is everybody in here vaxxed? I would assume, right? So you all can still get COVID, right? Okay, but you can still get COVID, right? So, and you can still pass it along with the vax, right? So, so I'm not asking, I'm just asking the question. Oh, sure. And so, like, just having COVID back around the Olympics, like, that basically just saying, like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but did having it change your opinion one way or another, like, did it kind of reemphasize, I don't need the vaccine because of that? No. No, 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 mm. no, that didn't, that wasn't the case. I mean, yeah, I had it, but that doesn't mean I can't get it again. You know, I mean, it's no different than somebody with the vaccine. Like I can, yes, I developed the antibodies for it. So my chances will be less likely now as well. Right. But it's still a possibility. I may get it just like there are players and coaches and staff who are vaxxed and missing camp right now because of it. So so Bradley makes, and I think I, I try to pick apart what he said, and honestly, scientifically, I can't. Can you? No, I just like the fact that he turned the tables and started interviewing the interviewers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> That's always they, they were like, well, uh, uh. I mean, they're like, well, I'm less likely to die or get hospitalized. And he's like, well, yeah, good, good. Yeah. Right. So, and that and, and that's good, for, good you. for you. You know, and if anything— the unvaccinated are the ones that are, you know, quote, supposedly putting themselves at risk. But it's not their, it's not them spreading it to the, to the vaccinated, you know, and it is, I just looked up uh, one of these studies um, and it, sh- it did say that uh, the results with SARS-CoV-2 vaccines, vaccinees is what mm-hmm. they call oh, them, do they? had a 13.06 fold increased risk for breakthrough infection with the Delta variant compared to those who were previously infected. Oh, oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Say so, the, say the. so it, they have a 13-fold, 13 times greater risk of getting having a breakthrough, infection, uh, a breakthrough infection, those who are vaccinated, with the Delta variant, okay, Instead, rather than those who have previously been infected with COVID. So that, a.k.a. natural immunity. When you, you acquire, you get vaccines to get immunity, whether it's vaccine immunity or you can get natural immunity. There are several different ways. And it's so interesting that nobody's talking about it. Nobody's giving that a chance. No. <laughs> and they even, what, hid the has- hashtag or she couldn't even search for it yeah. on social media. What is interesting, though, is um, the uh, Internet articles that came out after this press conference. Oh, Holly. oh, yes. I mean, so this is, again, where we're talking about the coverage in mainstream is is very slanted. Because look at the clickbait headlines. Now, we just showed you what Bradley said. If you can tell us where he was wrong, scientifically, in anything he said, with the current science, not the science from March 2020, science from today, where is he wrong in what he said? Where is his logic even faulty? I, I can't find I can't fault find with his it, logic. No. And if you can, we'd love to hear from you. But um, here's the clickbait. From the Washington Post, Bradley Bill's vaccine thoughts are a window into our divide. Yahoo Sports, stop giving a vocal minority of anti-vax NBA players the space to be loud and wrong. Whoa. Mm. Mm-hmm. Now, Fox News says Wizards Bradley Beal explains why he's unvaccinated. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, SB Nation, Bill reveals he hasn't received coronavirus vaccine. So, of course, they want people to see, well, who's not vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Let's go bully him. Um. So, yeah. So, some of this clickbait is just so slanted they even took a video down because when i originally saw this clip it was on instagram and it's gone yeah and then roughly 90 percent of the nba players have been vaccinated against it is what it says but the leak has not made it mandatory but like cities like new york and san francisco have these mandates requiring entertainment spaces and venues to only allow vaccinated people to enter which means players like bill 
will not be able to play without getting at least one dose of the vaccine. So again, it's pressure. There is pressure for them to to do this. Um, but look, I mean, even King James himself. He, yeah, he's not the only one. Yeah, I mean, I think he got the vaccine. I think, I think um, LeBron James did, but he said, look, it should be a personal choice. He said, this is not like Black Lives Matter or kneeling for an anthem. He said, this is about health decisions that are personal choice. And I think we also have to just think about um, let's let's ask why these players who have worked their butts off their whole life, this is like, this is their dream. And to, you know, right. make this decision uh, very similar to the healthcare workers mm-hmm. who worked their butts off throughout the entire pandemic. And especially in the beginning when we knew nothing about this virus and they put their lives at risk, worked tire- tirelessly and they have survived and they have been overworked, overwhelmed and everything. And now because of a decision that they're making, they are advocating for themselves. They've been the patient advocate this entire time, you know, not seeing their families, even been quarantined from their families, whether they had COVID or not, just so they just, you know, on the off chance they could bring it home or a very high chance they could bring it home. And now because they want to make this personal decision, you know, the healthcare workers are being fired. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the the news this week said 70, and I was trying to fact check all this last night, but it's 70,000, mm-hmm. 70,000 employees in New York are so far unvaccinated, healthcare employees. And so the new uh, governor who stepped in for Cuomo, right? Mm-hmm. Which she wasn't elected, right? I don't, I don't even understand. I'm still confused about how that. I don't remember how all that happened. How does that work? I don't know. Well, he harassed some people and then she I Yes, and then and then they put a woman in. It was like, like a, it lo- sounds like evil and eviler. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, we don't even have a clip right now of her. But when she told people to be her apostles, did you hear mm-hmm. this? Be her, be her apostles. That Jesus would want you to get vaccinated. Be my apostles and go spread the message. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend. Well, here's my thing too: is that if seventy thousand healthcare workers are willing to walk away from their career. These are healthcare workers. Walk away from their career over this. You then gotta say, shouldn't that give you a little bit of pause? You know, I mean, this is not, and you know, somebody even said like, these are not, you know, tin foil hat, redneck conspiracy <laughs> theorists, <laughs> right. uneducated people saying, well, I just don't want this vaccine. These are our healthcare workers. These are the ones who are highly trained in all things medical. And over 70,000 of them are deciding to walk away from their careers. And we've heard That's of- That's a big deal. Well, when we've heard of doctors in the ER, we have heard specifically of a, of a doctor we all know who did not, who was going to lose his job, I guess, as of November, mm. if he did not get it. And he said, I won't do it because I've seen the injury. Mm-hmm. I've seen I've seen the side effects. He said, I will not do it. Right. And, and again, you know, oh, well, speaking of, Dr. Jonathan Freeman, an ER doc at mm-hmm. Cornell Educated, spoke on the FDA panel? Yes, he was one of the experts, one of the 18 experts on the FDA eight-hour advisory panel. Um, so if anybody wants to listen to eight hours, we've listened to clips, but here's one. Yeah. What is it about the vaccine that, that makes you uh, hesitant to, to, to get it? Uh, I, I would start with— Oh, wait, um, you know what clip that I, is? I've had COVID. That's up, but keep playing this, show. So our, our understanding of nope, antibodies— you're good. That was my fault. —of natural immunity has— uh, changed a, a great deal from the onset of the pandemic and is still evolving. Um, I understand that the vaccine would uh, um, help if, if, if you catch COVID and uh, you'll be able to have less symptoms um, from contracting it. But with me having COVID in the past and having antibodies um, with my current um, age group and uh, uh, fitness, physical fitness level, um, it's not necessarily a fear of mine. Uh, taking the vaccine, um, like I said, it would decrease my chances of uh, uh, having a severe reaction, but it does open me up to the, albeit rare chance, but the possibility of having an adverse reaction to the vaccine itself. Um, I don't believe that being unvaccinated means infected or being vaccinated means um, uninfected. You can still catch COVID um, with or with not having the vaccine. Um, I would say, honestly, the, the, the craziness of it all in terms of not being able to say that it should be everybody's fair choice without being demeaned or um, talked crazy to doesn't uh, make one comfortable to do what said person is uh, telling them to do. Um, Yeah, I I would say that's that's a couple of the reasons that, um, you know, I would say I'm hesitant at this time, but at the end of the day, 
Uh, I don't feel that it is, um, you know, anyone's reason to come out and say, well, this is why or this is not why. It should just be their decision. And, um, you know, loving your neighbors, not just loving those that, that agree with you or look like you or uh, move in the same way that you do. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, loving those who don't. I love that Joe played this because actually it goes right back right. to what we're saying, yeah. right? It is, it, and we were going to play this earlier, but so this obviously is, that was not the ER physician, right? <laughs> that was is, another NBA player. Yeah, <laughs> this that was my fault. That's right. No, this is Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic, reiterating the similar message. And listen to these guys; like they are informed. These are not guys saying you're injecting me with something that's going to trace me for the rest right. of my life. You're not saying you're injecting me with something to control. Me. No, they're saying. They clearly have done some studying up on this to make an informed decision. It's supposed to be informed consent. Mm -hmm. um, and so the reason why we wanted you to hear from them is when you hear objectors and, and people say, just like I think it was Kristen who was mentioning or Amy, yeah, that like it's only crazy people who are uneducated and they're just believing like Q people that just believe every, and I'm, I'm, this is nothing against Q people. I'm just saying right. like, they think or, it's far, far, such a far conspiratorial Well, what thing. about just Trump? Like yeah. they throw the Trump in that. Have, has anybody seen what's happening all over the world and the protests? Like millions of people are protesting. Yeah, it's not just That's here. not it's because not of here. Trump. Right. No. I don't know why yeah. they're tying that. So I just said to throw that, you know. I think they do it. I think it's intentional. I actually think they tie the vaccine to Trump because they already know that people hate him and they hate anyone who voted for him. So the best way to continue to polarize and bully it's just so ironic the things they accused mm -hmm. Trump of. In so many ways, you're seeing people throw that back mm -hmm. at this point. And it's it's just interesting, right? The people who were so anti-bullying have become the bullies. But I think it is, I think it's intentional. I think it's an intentional, I think many things now are, and this is not conspiratorial to say, I think it's, it's pretty evident that some things, it is an attempt to control, right? We know this. So we do want to play a <laughs> clip of uh, Dr. Joseph Freeman talking about why there is vaccine hesitancy, as he testified, as you said, before the FDA, we're back to that conversation now, <laughs> before, before the FDA, he testified why, what needed to happen to reduce vaccine hesitancy. And as you'll hear, this is not an anti-vax doctor. This is a mm -hmm. doctor who believes in the COVID vaccine, at least to some degree, because he's been encouraging people to get it. Mm -hmm. But he explains why there's hesitancy. Take a listen to this. As Hello, my name is Dr. Joseph Freeman. I'm a, an emergency physician educated at Cornell Medical School, where I work over 65% of the population are not vaccinated. I'm here today to ask for help for those working the front line to help us reduce vaccine hesitancy. For this, we need larger trials that demonstrate the vaccine reduce hospitalization without finding evidence of serious harm. I know many think the vaccine hesitants are dumb or just misinformed. That's not at all what I've seen. In fact, typically, independent of education level, the vaccine hesitants I've met in the ER are more familiar with vaccine studies and more aware of their own COVID risk than the vaccinated. For example, many of my nurses have refused the vaccine, despite having seen COVID-19 cause more death and devastation than most people have. I ask them why refuse the vaccine. They tell me while they've seen the firsthand dangers of COVID in the elderly, the obese, diabetics, they think their risk is low. They're not wrong. One nurse showed me this Oxford risk calculator. A 30-year-old female has about a one in 7,000 chance of catching COVID and being hospitalized over 90 days. She asked me, can I assure her that the studies found her risk of serious harm from the vaccine is lower than her risk of hospitalization? The truth is I can't. Our trials weren't big enough. They weren't big enough to identify the vaccines caused myocarditis, yet now we know they do. A recent observational study suggests the risk of vaccine-induced myocarditis in young males is higher than their risk of hospitalization from COVID. Is this true? We don't know. It's based on observational data. To know it's not true, we need a large trial that proves the vaccines reduce hospitalization more than they cause myocarditis in this age group. The former FDA commissioner said the original premise of the vaccine was to reduce death and hospitalizations, and that was the data that came out of the initial clinical trials. Except, as you all know very well, and fortunately, unfortunately, so did my nurse, the initial clinical trials did not find a reduction in death or hospitalization, likely because they were inadequately powered. Yet the former commissioner is correct that the initial trials should have been powered to find a reduction in hospitalization. We need your help on the front lines to stop vaccine hesitancy. Demand the booster trials are large enough to find a reduction in hospitalization. Without this data, 
we, the medical establishment, cannot confidently call out anti-COVID vaccine activists who publicly claim the vaccines harm more than they save, especially in the young and healthy. The fact that we do not have the clinical evidence to say these activists are wrong should terrify us all. Mm. Oh. That does not sound like an anti-vaxxer. That makes you Yet think, he'll be though, doesn't it? Labeled as one, I'm sure, just like the NBA players. Yeah. I mean, these people sound calm, rational, logical, educated, and they're smeared immediately mm-hmm. for having this viewpoint. They were there to reduce vaccine hesitancy. Yes. And the way you reduce hesitancy and skepticism is being transparent and honest. Yes. Any medicine that we take, there are many times that I've taken a medicine knowing that there's side effects, but the, you know, it's going to. Yes. So, but we know what it could do. But if you don't know, or you know that they've lied to you once, or they've kept things from you, then how can you trust it? And so, I mean, it's. As Joy said, wise skepticism. Yes. Joy Reid. Thank you, Joy Reid. Thank you, Joy. Shout out to Joy Reid. I totally agree. <laughs> um, yeah, she said that, right? Yeah. And so a long time ago, it changed her tune. So here's the thing. You know, I think that with mandates, and we've talked about the federal mandate from the Biden administration. We've talked about mandates. You know, the NBA is not able to do that right now because they have a union. The, the players' union is absolutely rejecting it. So they're, it's, not, it's not getting headway. But, but that's an example of how there has to be some pushback to hold the line here before we go too far down a slippery slope of mandates where our where freedom is incrementally taken because the government says we should all do something even when science has indicated there are still a lot of unknowns, a lot of questions, some knowns that are also concerning. Mm-hmm. I listened to a doctor on Barry Weiss's um, podcast this weekend while I was out running. And this doctor is pro-vaccine. So he's from a university in—he's not a medical doctor. He studies all this stuff. He's from a university in San Francisco. And so he is left-leaning, admittedly, and everything. But he says if we want to reduce vaccine hesitancy, we have to have transparency. Oh, he absolutely. Said, he said there's—he goes—he said— and we have to be honest about the fact that kids probably don't need this, right? We There's just such a lack of honesty and transparency, he said, from the people who want this mandate and want this to happen. Mm-hmm. And then he said, now on the internet, you guys, there, I mean, we can all find information on our own now. So if you're expecting blind followers and everyone to comply, then that's why they want to control big tech and Google, right? Mm-hmm. And so we can't find it. But guess what? Americans are pretty innovative. We still will find it. Right. And that's what's, I mean— talk about creating hesitancy and the transparency, they've already ruined that for many, many people. You know, you, you start censoring, banning, and um, labeling, smearing people, then the tr- the distrust on the side that you're trying to win over is just going to decrease. And I know what we've all been, t- the three of us have been talking about is, you know, for people who listen to those basketball players, um, listen to the, the physician, and they are just like, can't understand where they're coming from. We're so curious, honestly, like what is the end goal then? Like what is the, what is, what is it that you're looking for to make this right? I mean, do you think that coronavirus is going to go away if we vaccinate a hundred percent of our population? Like we I mean, would have Biden to- said 98 to 99% is that, is that okay, okay? Is that realistic? Is that realistic? Number one, because children, infants, thank goodness, so far, are not required. <laughs> and there are medical exemptions. Ex- there are people right. with well, medical like, exemptions. Like me, yeah. There are ages 0 to 12 who, you know, this has not been approved for yet. Um, and, you know, you would have to, and then there are people with natural immunity. You would have to vaccinate, I guess, is what you're asking for, for everyone to be vaccinated at the same exact time, on the same exact day, everyone, because otherwise... We all know that the immunity wanes from the vaccine. Mm-hmm. So now here, so you're going to have to, you know, every six months, it's going to get less and less. And who knows over year after year with different variants and stuff. So then that because brings in Because we to, don't know. We don't know. So that brings in the booster idea. Okay. So you have a booster. So maybe your immunity has been, you know, with the vaccine is, is higher because you just got your booster. But the person that's living with you, they're not on schedule to get their booster yet. So theirs is waning. It's just a never ending. Is it ever going to go away? And y'all think about the flu. The 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 seasonal the effectiveness of the flu vaccine was about forty percent. I, I don't, and that was like at best, right? Because I think at one year wasn't it like ten percent? They 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 later said it I was, don't even know. I just, but I know so that bad. like it, it, so even if a hundred percent of the population got 
that flu vaccine at 40% effectiveness, the flu is still going to be here. And it's yeah. going to mutate. Uh, so I right. guess when, when I guess what I'm saying is, or what we're saying is, when people who have the argument that, well, if everyone would just get vaccinated, <laughs> if everyone would just get vaccinated, this would go away. Okay. Yeah. Uh, really? How? How? Will it? How? Okay. Also, did y'all know that this uh, virus is an animal-human virus? It's in the animal population as well. We all have kind of come to the realization after, what, 19, 20 months now, that this is something, and even the people who call for, you know, want everyone to get vaccinated, they now realize and are admitting that this is something that we are going to have to live with forever, not going mm-hmm. away. It's Just endemic. like the flu. It yeah. is an endemic. It's not going away. It's in the animal population. Did y'all even know that? Did you know that, like, your dogs and cats could actually catch COVID? I mean, what are you going to do, vaccinate every animal? Uh, because if it can be trans transmitted i mean although it's not um highly it's, probable it's they, minimal it's but minimal still. but they don't really know there's mm-hmm. not there's not enough data to prove either way but it's possible yeah so how do you stop a virus from that perspective if it's an animal to human virus in fact i just read this article i heard it this morning actually on the big talker this morning on the radio <laughs> show yeah joe <laughs> um i heard that in china um there was a man that got covid and had three cats. He lived in an apartment complex. Let's see. Um, he had three cats, and they actually uh, killed his three cats because they tested positive for COVID-19. So I guess after he tested positive for COVID-19, they put him in isolation. He had the three cats in his apartment. They tested the cats and euthanized all of them because they tested positive. And even I though the man they quarantined was like, the cats, man, well, they just are gonna get. I know, right? Bless well, them. I know. Bless the cats. Uh, I where mean, was this? Where, where in China? So that so I guess my point of this is that if it's animals, animals. carry it too. <laughs> yeah. Right. And do you want them just euthanize start euthanizing our animals? Are we gonna get that? Once testing? again, what's the end game? Like it's what's going to Are keep we going. This go- yeah. Goalpost. You know? I mean that's the question. So let me ask you girls, what is it gonna take? What is it gonna take for us to have to to to, to move forward? What what would you guys I mean someone asked me that question yesterday and I and I was clear on what I think it's going to take, but do you guys have an idea of what, what would it look now saying what the Biden administration is going to do? Okay. I'm not saying what are they going to do? I'm saying, what would it take right now to start to bring back normalcy into this country, into the world? To do that, bring back normalcy. There you go. Absolutely. I mean, like look at Norway, Norway, they are 67% vaxxed. Um, and they have just, they have released all of their lockdowns and they are leading a normal life. They have classified Corona as a respiratory disease um, and they're back to living a normal life. I mean, y'all, this just is like kind what we've of done with the flu all these years. We've lived a normal know. life with the flu virus, right? I mean, people who feel like they're vulnerable or more susceptible to um, death or hospitalization from the flu, then they go get the vaccine, right? The rest of us, we um, wash our hands, we take our vitamins. If we get the flu, you we know, there's it. the treat it with, um, or just ride it out. Tamiflu is an option, I think, for that, mm-hmm. for, you know, early treatment or whatever. Um, it's just what we've always done. And I'm not trying to say, I say this every time I bring up the flu, I'm not trying to say that COVID is the flu. I'm just saying it's a respiratory virus. So we have managed to live that this mutates. many years. That mutates uh-huh. every year because it's trying to survive and escape vaccines and also mm-hmm. people's immunity. I have gotten the flu several at least mm-hmm. two or three well, times. Well, well, last time I got it, I think it was COVID. I'm not positive. But even before that, I remember mm-hmm. when you had the flu, Kristen? Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had it's the horrible. flu, even though we had it a year or two before. But, you know, that's because it mutates just like this is the same thing that's going to happen. We've never shut down. We've never required Mm-mm. vaccinations. We've never, you know, required gone through masks. all of this. We've never we've never created a vaccine that was um, that I that I that I can recall with a respiratory virus in the middle of the virus in Endemic. the, in the right. pandemic, right. we've never created anything that got eradicated it, have we? Mm-mm. No. I mean, in the history of the world, I, 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 truly, I don't think there's, it, it's, if I look at the flu shot as another respiratory virus, which by the way, we know that the PCR tests mm-hmm. were falsely calling the flu COVID or right. the COVID flu, I don't know, right. I don't know. There was, mm-hmm. there was mix up there, that's why they're pulling it at the mm-hmm. end of the year. Yeah, I know that? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's a very similar virus. People don't like us to say that. It is a respiratory virus uh, made in a lab, probably, and we'll add that in. So maybe it's more dangerous than the you know, natural occurring flu. But the truth is, is that us taking an approach 
that similar to the one that, you know, of course we have these mRNA vaccines now, which is a whole other thing, but we're just not going to, as most virologists have said, we're not going to vaccinate our way out of this. Right. Like there's, it's just not going to happen. So if, if, but the, why though, every time we turn on the television, every time we get on social media, it's get your vaccine, get your vaccine. Why is a doctor here in Wilmington tweeting out F the unvaccinated? Mm -hmm. Tell me why, if you think that us getting all these vaccines is going to end it when the vaccinated are getting sick from each other too. It's here to stay. I mean, y'all, Harvard. What is Let's the end goal? Harvard. Yeah, what is Harvard. the end goal? Yeah, yeah. like if we're going to look at like the science and the numbers and the studies and everything, y'all, I mean, I just saw, now I've not gone to dig all into it, but I just saw that Harvard, their campus is 95 to 96% vaxxed, okay? But they are now going on lockdown because of so many breakthrough infections. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, yep. so are they blaming all those breakthrough infections on the 4 to 5% that are not vaccinated? And can we also ask how well is the vaccine working? Right. Um, are yeah. these people symptomatic? Are they really sick? If it's just mild case, like honestly, I... Cases don't mean deaths. I'm not saying that people can't have serious reactions or long-term complications, of sure. course. But cases are good, y'all. This is right. like this how is you immunity. build immunity. This is why yeah. our kids our kids get the cooties and all that stuff. When they're little, they get sick. They bring it home to us. But we don't get as sick as them because we have developed our God-given natural immunity that you're, you're born with, okay? And, and if you take that away or if you try to alter that, yes, they come in handy for certain things. And yes, it's great for people who— really can't afford to get the illness and it can keep them out. But once again, that is a choice. Well, and let me just point out something. It's just from fortune.com was one of the sites that covered the story and saying that 96% of their employees, 95% of their students were vaccinated, which if you ask me, that's about as high as you can ever yeah. get yeah. because you I cannot mean, vaccinate everybody. It's not possible. It's not you possible. will kill some people. That is not, that's not a hypothesis. We know that can, mm -hmm. there's people who cannot do this. Okay. But it says that that many are, are are that many are vaccinated, whereas in the U.S. right now it's more than it's just more than sixty four percent vaccinated, and I think that's fully, not partially, mm -hmm. but fully vaccinated. But this is so interesting how they how this article tells a story. It says in recent days we've seen a steady rise. And by the way, this is in their business school, so it's like first year MBA students, and they've told them to stay home over the weekend. But it says in recent days we've seen a steady rise in breakthrough infections among our student population despite high vaccination rates and frequent testing, okay? Mm. So this, they're still doing the same thing that's been going on since last fall, mm -hmm. about a year now, okay? Doing the same thing, but the, but the numbers are going up. Mm. But this is what they throw in. Contact tracers who have worked with positive cases highlight that transmission <laughs> is not occurring in classrooms or other academic settings on campus, nor is it occurring among individuals who are masked. BS. I How do you know that? I do not for a, if you believe that, then you. You are contact tracing something that is the point zero zero one. You don't know where they got particle. it. You don't know where they got it. I think, that, and, and all these increased <laughs> oh test, testing. I'm sorry. I mean, I probably had the flu, a mild case of the flu, so many times, and it was, and I thought it was a cold. Right. Yeah. But we didn't get, we didn't get tested. We weren't tested well, my all sister. the time. And when you, when they're doing these mandatory weekly testing for right. people, uh, and you can also test positive if you just got vaccinated too, right? I yeah. mean, yeah. So, well, my sister Laura sent a text to me while I'm in the middle of the fifty-five thousand people at State Game Day uh, <laughs> this weekend, and she says, "Uh, just got my antibodies test back." I've got really strong antibodies against COVID. I'm sorry to anyone that I spread COVID to unknowingly because I've I never got sick. Never got sick. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? And right. so I really want to well, get she probably that didn't test. Spread it to anyone because she was she, asymptomatic. She was asymptomatic. And I mean, the chances of that are are, are probably a lot lower. Yeah. And listen, maybe they did contact trace, and maybe every single one of these people with an with a breakthrough case really did get it from someone. They unmasked. knew exactly where they were and mm -hmm. who it was. In what moment they got. Maybe, maybe. So I need to just identify my bias when I want to call BS on this because I just think, mm -mm. I just don't believe that. I, when they put a blanket statement like that in an article to try to CYA, you know, to just try to make it sound like this so, isn't quite as bad, let's still blame the unvaccinated, right? So do these people not go to the or grocery unmasked. store or go somewhere? Because let me tell you, just even working in the ER and lo looking at people in the lobby, 
sticking their hand down their butt, okay? Oh, Picking God. their nose and then touching a, a, a doorknob or, or a handle mm-hmm. or just a seat chair, anything. You could pick up a magazine that someone else had just picked their nose and done that. They have no idea. So unless they really were just isolated, if, if they just literally go from their roommate to the, you know, but every single person has to do that for, with contact tracing, right? Mm-hmm. Or yeah, I don't I know how far so. back it goes. I don't know, I don't know. But either way, regardless of that, it, they are, the, the, the fact is they're 95 to 96% vaccinated and mm-hmm. they're still getting all this, which they keep saying that's fine. Breakthrough infections are fine. Their goal with the vaccine was to reduce hospitalizations and death. And death. If you're vaccinated, congratulations. That's what's going to help you with yeah. And that's great. You made that decision. Yeah. The un, but but I just I, we need to stop blaming the well, unvaccinated. Here's the question: Okay, how does the vaccinated help? How, how does the unvaccinated at this point harm a vaccinated person that's fully vaccinated? How how do they? They can spread it to them and they can get it, but their case will be better, right? So it's if by this logic, the person who's unvaccinated should have the harder time. Exactly. Even though my sister right. unvaccinated, right? No, no symptoms. Okay, but let's just say historically that's true. Right. All right, then where is, why the push for the, why the blame on the unvaccinated and the push for the unvaccinated to get this jab when the jab only protects the person who gets the shot? Right, right. That's our, that's well, our, the million and, dollar question. And let's also um, talk about even in August when we're talking about the vaccine the reason we have boosters right now is because of the waning and decreased effectiveness, the waning immunity from the vaccine and the decreased effectiveness of it. Uh, Walensky was actually said this. Um, it was at um, some hearing. I mean, it's on the whitehouse.gov you know, website. Y'all can find it and I will have the link. But um, Joe, if you don't mind playing that clip. <laughs> data through August 6th from two of our vaccine effectiveness cohort studies that include more than 4,000 healthcare personnel, first responders, and other frontline workers in eight locations across the country, show waning effectiveness against symptomatic and asymptomatic infection in the context of the Delta variant, from 92% prior to Delta to 64% with Delta. Notably, this analysis did not show difference over time, which suggests effectiveness is also decreased against Delta independent of when you were vaccinated. So there's more to that. It's like basically they are showing that one of the reasons they said that, they said with this information, this is why we need boosters, basically because that vaccine is not working. So if I were to go get the vaccine right now to start off with the one that they created for the the prominent variant last year, it's not going to work as well because there's a new variant. It's like there's a New boss in charge now, right? So this is what happens every year with the flu. Once again, we're not saying the flu, but they create the vaccine based on what's the most prevalent there, and that's how you do it. So, I mean— So would you go get vaccinated with 2018's flu vaccine? Right. Like, would you you go do that? I mean, and it's just, you know, I guess we just—we don't know. The goalpost keeps moving. The goal is just to get everyone vaccinated, but we are just over here having our just-think moments Mm -hmm. nonstop about, well, why is that— the goal. What is the end game? And just to give you all a little nugget, you can research this on your own. But I hope did y'all know that on the CDC website, um, there they have information about uh, camps, well, isolation wh- camps. Well, what did Holly see? Mm-hmm. And then you can, sh- yeah, yeah, right. So I had some girlfriends uh, send me a text last night. And they said, you know, basically, like, what is what's going on with this? And it was a screenshot of a job posting that was in Washington state. And in fact, I'll have to pull up the screenshot just so I can look at it and tell you. But basically this was, they're hiring for positions, isolation and quarantine team consultants in Washington state, non-permanent. And at first I was like, okay, let me get to the bottom of this. Like surely there's like, there's, there's some more logical explanation. But as I read, as I read, what they're doing, it's essentially, and you can go look this up for yourself, okay? It's on job posting sites. They are creating places where if you get a positive test or if you've even been exposed to someone with a positive test, they're gonna, they wanna send you, if you don't have a home to quarantine in in Washington, so let's say you're, you're, you're visiting, which side note, not visiting Washington. Mm. I mean, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I'm out. but I'm out. if you get something, they can quarantine you 
there for 10 to 14 days. So this isn't homeless people. I mean, obviously it would I guess if you're homeless, that, them, that but, would be a but person. But this is for people It says you if you don't have, have a home. home. If okay. you don't have a home there to quarantine in, that if you're a visitor, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, the, they don't want to send you back on a plane. They don't want to send you back to another right. state. I mean, they're right. trying to— You can understand, in theory, what they're thinking is, like, let's isolate. Right. But holding someone— Does this mean they're going to get to hold them? I mean, this is what I don't know. Right. How? What's that going to look like? And what are they preparing for? Are they— Again, I what's just don't see a lot what's of— the What's the end game? Well, what did you find on the CDC? So the CDC has a couple articles. One is that they call this the, the shielding approach with green zones. And basically they're saying this aims to reduce the number of severe cases by limiting contact between individuals of high risk and low risk. High-risk individuals would temporarily be relocated to a safe or green zones established at the household, neighborhood, camp, or sector community level. So there's different levels. So the household level is, um, you know, the shielding approach for the household level is you have a certain room that the high-risk people are allowed to be in, and nobody else can enter that room. That's, you know, the neighborhood level is you have a designated, this is right on the website, a designated shelter or group of shelters, a max of five to ten households within a small camp or area where high-risk members are grouped together. Neighbors swap households to accommodate high-risk individuals. And then we have the camp and sector level. A group of shelters such as schools, community buildings within a camp or sector, so that's like 50 high-risk individuals per green zone. Um, And then there's one entry point used for exchange of food and supplies. And there's a meeting area for people to interact with uh, major distancing. And you cannot move outside of the green zone. (laughs) I mean, what kind of world Okay, so when we talk about the end game, do we want that? Or do Do we want want this from from Norway? Okay, I I want y'all to hear this. The Norwegian Institute of Public Health has made the remarkable but statistically supported decision. Statistically supported. I just had to... Repeat Reiterate. that decision to classify COVID-19 as a respiratory disease that is, is as dangerous as the common flu. It is clarified that the pandemic is not over, but that it has entered a new phase where COVID-19 is now equated with a common respiratory disease, such as a flu or respiratory infection. This is done, among other things, due to the mutations that the coronavirus has undergone, which makes it less dangerous together with increased natural and vaccination-induced immunity that has been achieved in Norwegian society. So we are choosing, it sounds like, I mean, I don't know what that if that's Unless, just in place or it's been there for a while. I've never had to look on the CDC for this. But why is it there? And then there's are, the, it goes even know, further to the Community Isolation Center, CICs. That's also on the CDC. CIC, Community Isolation Center, where you, they're going to be, they can convert existing hotels, schools, and churches, churches into these structures um, where you get taken to live and quarantine with nope. others. Um, so <laughs> this is where we're like, okay, the end game. What this is where Holly, what you were talking about earlier, when we were at my house, like people need to feel comfortable to to stand up and say no, that no, we can't go this route. Look where we're headed. I mean, and listen, it's not to be an alarmist. What we're saying is 18 months later, we're no better at handling this virus that, of course, there's unknowns. But we, but let me tell you something. There were plenty of virologists saying this thing's going to mutate. There were plenty of virologists who said the mRNA vaccine would not probably address all the mutations. Then what? Then boosters, boosters of a shot that's still untested, right? It's This is all still new technology, still new. So, okay. So there's one there's one version of what could happen, right? We everybody gets vaccinated, everybody has to get a booster. You can't do anything unless you have it, but you can still get sick. You can still and get you sick. Can get you taken can still spread to a it. Green, uh, uh, yeah, even with a vaccine, camp. all this stuff can still happen. Okay, so there's there's one scenario. Well, what about this scenario where we just acknowledge what we missed, what we've messed up, and we learn from our mistakes in the last eighteen months, like Norway? Mm-hmm. Why aren't we revisiting the conversation with fresh eyes, perspective, looking back, looking forward, saying, what can we adjust and address now with a failing vaccine? The vaccine may keep you from having worst case, but it does not stop the spread, period. In a story, you can't, mm-hmm. if you can prove differently, go right ahead, but you're going to be arguing with a lot of experts who were saying everybody who's gotten the vaccine can still get it and spread it. Okay, where we messed up. We were not treating the sick when the sick were first getting sick. We didn't know what to do. There was not a focus. 
There was not a focus. There was not engaged conversation, apparently, between doctors. Dr. McCullough talks about this, foremost authority on, mm-hmm. on a cardiologist, a lung specialist, who says, we weren't all saying, here's what you can do. So when we stopped focusing on how to treat sick and on prevention, zero conversation around vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, those types of things. Lord, I put on my social media a couple of weeks ago the vitamins and the regimens, the vitamins that you buy at the store that you, you've been buying for years. What the doctor we interviewed recommended, and guess what? I mean, trolls come out. <laughs> this is BS. Get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. You sound like you need to go to a mental institution. <laughs> Literally. Like, there's no logic in that. How did we get here? Well, believe it or not, there are doctors that are prescribing these things, like yes. our friend in Georgia. Her husband yeah. went and he got tested positive for COVID. He didn't even ask for it because he didn't, I don't know that he even believed in in all of this. Or he didn't either. knew all about it either. And, or yeah. he might not have even known about it. But either way, he didn't ask for it. The physician immediately, his prescription were, were for all of those vitamins, including the horse dewormer. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he didn't even ask Which for it. Which I didn't even say him. that in my post, by the way. But yes. Right, I know yeah. you didn't. Yeah. But the thing is, like, why do people think you're crazy for trying to take control of your health and just be healthy? You know, yeah, I mean, vitamins, the, supplements the fact that, that actually we did been not, proven. Well, anyone with, I feel like anyone with sense is going to look at the whole picture, not just one, not just the prevention with a vaccine, but the, but the, the, the sum of it's already here. We need to know how to treat. We need to know how to help prevent, you know, there are things you can do to shore up that immune system. There should have been more conversation on that. So let's do that now. It's not too late. Why aren't we? I'm not saying get rid of the vaccine. That can be a part of the conversation exactly. too. Right. But we're saying why is the focus still on a, a vaccine that's failing and stopping the spread? Exactly. What was the numbers again in September, Amy? We've got far more cases this year in September. Almost triple when I was looking at the death rate in the United States of COVID um, from today versus this same day last year. It's like the death rate's tripled. But Triple. yet we've had vac- more people, you know, nobody Every, was vaccinated yeah. last September. Yeah. And they'll and, say it's just because the, de- the Delta is more deadly, I guess. But it's, I don't know that it is. I mean, I don't know. I well, mean, it's no, more they contagious. They, they say it's more contagious and not. It's as, more but contagious. But I'm saying, is that what they're going to just try to throw out there as like their rebuttal? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, who was the know. expert, the doctor we listened to out of Israel who said, was it 60% of their, 60% of their hospitalized I believe uh, we're, it, we're vaccinated. It might now they higher. have a much higher percentage of vaccinated people in that mm-hmm. smaller country, but so you you got to take that into, into account. But again, it, <laughs> y'all, the protocol still works even when you're vaccinated. We we already have had so many people because we've been talking about this, and people have you know paid attention and been informed not because of anybody else, but because we've been sharing. So many people have reached out to us and said thank you so much, and it would be a couple that one person is vaccinated, the other person's not. They both get it. They both feel like crap, but they get on the protocol and they start feeling better, okay? And then they have friends who won't or refuse to get on it, and they're not doing as well. I mean, we have so many messages like this, right. y'all. This is not whether you're vaccinated or not to take the protocol. You know, these these medicines that they're doing, Dr. McCullough was like, never have we ever <laughs> just treated well people, like just focus on well people, which is great, but only with one vaccine. Like, why aren't we even talking about when you get sick? Yeah. What do you do? Right. Yeah. What do you do? Are the people who really want everyone to be vaccinated, can you just tell us why? Yeah. And why are they silencing the many physicians treating COVID daily who say there are treatments? Early treatment mm-hmm. is the most helpful, but there are treatments, not the ones yeah. on the protocols in the hospital that are treating this disease. Why, why aren't they allowed to talk? I, I, again, it's always going to come back for me, the censorship. If you're shutting someone up, I want to know why. Yep. Do you know how many screen recordings I have? Because I know that when deleted. a doctor actually talks about what he's finding or she's finding or seeing the actual stats, um, I mean, and it's numbers, it's not opinion, it's not politics, the numbers, like, they get censored. And I'm like, the only way we can keep it is if we screen record it or if you go to another site, because yeah. it sure is not going to be on YouTube or Facebook. Exactly. Insane. So what girls, what's, what are we going to say? I mean, if the question is, what's the end goal? The end goal is to get back to normalcy, yes. uh, whatever that looks like, and to count, you kind of got to count the cost at this point, right? Something has shown up in our world that is a part of life. Mm-hmm. This has happened in the history of humanity. Death is unescapable for all of us. We are not, none of us are coming out of here alive. <laughs> so, so we have to understand something has happened that we obviously have not controlled well. Right. So, 
the way, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing time and time again, expecting a different result. We're getting the same results, if not worse here. How, what do we say? What do we think? What, right. what needs to happen next? What do, you, what do y'all think? What is your end game? What's your end goal? How far are you willing to go? And like, I think where do of, you, you know, personally? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And my I mean, end Everybody goal, needs to think about that Indiv- yeah, on an individual basis. Like, Stop and think. Stop and think. What are you willing to do to get back to normal? Is it get your two vaccines? And then is it to get a third booster? And then done? keep getting a booster every or six fourth, months. Or a fifth or what? Are you? And then you start playing with the immune system, which is a very dangerous game. I mean, many, many people will tell you that. Many experts have listened to many of them say we can't over vaccinate everybody either. Like that's that's not going to be a good idea either. Right. So my goal is for us to stop having to talk about the C word. Yes. Can we move pocket. on? We have so much other great I stuff. I know. There's yes. a lot of stuff. I swear we're trying to get away from it, y'all. We are. But it keeps <laughs> and I think this is why. It's what Amy said. How far are you willing to go? How much compliance are you willing to give? How much freedom? Are you willing to give up? People don't like us to talk about that. They don't like you to say, we shouldn't even bring freedom into it because loving your neighbor, you know, is getting this vaccine. But again, science does not support that claim. Okay. So what are you willing to give up? And if you are just, if you desire comfort, if you desire comfort more than you desire freedom, we're, I'm sorry. We then can't. you're going to sacrifice comfort eventually, though. You're yeah, going to sacrifice short-term sacrifices for long-term gains right now, y'all. Short-term sac- sacrifices. So right. we yep. need to stand up. We'll be seeing each other in those green zones. Yeah. Well, how many people, guys, do you see it? We, we see it happen in stores. People, you know, not masked. And when other people see the unmasked people, they start ripping them off. It is, we need that to happen in every aspect of life. Take a stand for what you believe and don't be bullied or coerced into it. And we get it. There are many people whose livelihoods are on the line right now. You don't know what's going to happen next. And we understand. But do you understand that if everybody who disagreed with what's happening took a stand, they would have would be far over. less power to be over. Exactly. They you are not have alone. The power. Can, you wait to see what happens you. in New York when these 70,000 70, healthcare workers And they walk try to call today. in a National Guard that Good is luck. not equipped to take those nurses and doctors' Good jobs. Luck. Yep. Have I wouldn't want to get sick in New York right now. Mm-hmm. Nope. So that's what we got for today. Thank you so much, 106.7, for having us in yes. to let us record. And for, I'm sure we sound so much better. I Aren't mean, y'all happy? Well, we, have, we hope you're enjoying the conversation. And honestly, if you if there's anything we say and you have scientific evidence to the contrary, send it to us. Um, or to support it. We yeah. Look, everybody... We, we do a lot y'all. of research, but it is so nice for people to share it with us. Yep, <laughs> absolutely. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.